Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. You're on Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero for the workday afternoon. Today on Health Suites, we look at bullying among our young, particularly in the area of special education needs like dyslexia, bullying and the ensuing mental health issues in our children definitely has entered the national conversation recently. This is coming up next on Money FM 89.3. Health Suites with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Here on Money FM 89.3, I'm Clarissa Montero for the workday afternoon. Today on Health Suites, we look at bullying among our young, particularly in the area of special education needs like dyslexia, bullying and the ensuing mental health issues in our children definitely has entered the national conversation recently. This is coming up next on Money FM 89.3. Health Suites with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Health Suites on Money FM 89.3. Today we highlight the issue of bullying among young students and in particular students with special education needs. To help us understand the challenges and the impact on our children, we are joined on the phone by Sujata Nair, Assistant Director, Educational Advisory, English Language and Literacy Division, and Madina Begum, Education Advisor and Senior Educational Therapist, Dyslexia Association of Singapore. Ladies, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Okay, full disclosure before we get into the interview, I am dyslexic, which is why this is a topic that is particularly relevant to me. Um, There was no such help and assistance for both me or my parents when I was growing up. So this is is quite a subject. I think it's very important and relevant. Okay, okay. That's very interesting to hear. Yes. (laughs) They've cooked so well, I should say. Just don't ask me to read a string of numbers. I'm good. No. All right, now let's talk about students with special education needs. They are vulnerable to bullying. I know this for a fact. But can you explain to us why that is particularly in this day and age? Yes, um, generally when when a child has dyslexia, which I'm certain that you're aware of, you see that they will be different. So because of that, uh, they, they do get bullied because there's a learning difference. And, and the big misconception here is that a learning difference does not mean weakness. They are capable of so much more. So owing to this, when you're different and in a normal school setting, you don't, you don't read and spell as the others, you get a bit more vulnerable to bullying because that's how they see you in class, but they we do not know what they are capable of. And in general, there's also a lack of awareness about dyslexia and other specialists in Singapore, actually. I find it interesting that after so much time has gone by, that uh, there is still a lack of awareness of dyslexia. It's it's actually a lot more common in our children than um, we used to believe that it was. Yes, definitely. Um, so, but even then, a lot of people think that oh, you're dyslexic, so that means something is wrong with you. That you are it's a weakness. So they don't realize that dyslexia can be a strength as well. You know, there are strengths that these dyslexic students have. Um, some of them are, you know, like you. 
you are able to speak very well on on air, and uh, some of them other talents as well. Like they are very good in um, drawing, their art. Um, they are very good in drama, or they are very other subjects as well. You know, so um, but a lot of them only see the weakness, and that's why um, I still see there's still a lack of awareness what dyslexia can do or what other special needs can do. So for them, they just view them as it's a weakness. Something is wrong with these students, so they tend to get you know isolated. They, they are viewed as different by their peers. Okay, now I'll I'll share so that our listeners get a better understanding of what it must be like or what it is like for a student in school. When I was in primary school, I could not do spelling tests. Um, I could not memorize my times table because the numbers would jumble up in my head. They would look different on the on paper as it and look different in my head. And so, of course, I, you know, math and things like that were spelling very, very difficult for me. And my my teachers actually had several conversations with my parents uh, trying to figure out if I was just very slow or, um, you know, back then, I, I'm quite old, uh, back then the teachers were not afraid to say, actually, I think your daughter is quite stupid <laughs> to my parents. But I hope yeah. things have progressed since then. Well, I mean, uh, the awareness amongst the teachers are there, but then uh, the sometimes uh, when we, we are still working on this, I must say, it's still a work in progress. We have not reached out to everyone, and uh, we are still trying our best uh, uh, to reach out to all the teachers in schools to make them understand more about dyslexia. So we, even the peers, the students, also we are reaching out to them also because they are, play an important role role in sorry in a in a student's life. Yeah, but interestingly, there are, uh, personally, I've heard from my own students, they, are, they still have teachers calling them stupid. Yes. Really? Not all. Yeah, yeah, not all. But yeah. there are some teachers too. Yes. Some of them even say, dyslexia, oh, that's not an illness. That, that's nothing wrong. It's, it's perfectly fine. You're just, you know, making up stories. That, this has happened really um, to my own students. All right. Yes, sometimes tell them, don't use that as an excuse. See? Mm-hmm. But they do not know how much, uh, how hard the child is trying. Okay, mm-hmm. now let's talk about the bullying that occurs for these students. According to the research that you have, how long does the bullying occur? Okay, so 25% of the parents, right, the research say that the bullying actually occurs for years or still occurring for years. And 60% of them actually say it happened more than twice a month. So what we realize from the results is that most of the bullying is not just a one-time incident. Is actually persistent, and they are being targeted because of their learning difference. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 absolutely. That is true. I was targeted by my fellow classmates because of my learning, uh, shall, shall we say, challenges. <laughs> <laughs> you know, th- three zeros uh, in a row for a spelling test uh, did not make me seem particularly intelligent to my classmates as well. Now, let's talk about some of the lasting impacts for the students who experience bullying. And, and, you know, bullying doesn't just happen to someone with dyslexia. Bullying happens to anyone with special needs education. That can also happen to just any child. Let's talk about the impact on these students. Okay, sometimes what happens is that uh, the, the long-term effects, uh, some, some of our students uh, might have suicidal thoughts and they might even have a suicidal plan or that uh, students, uh, some of our students and ex-students have also have come across situations where they have attempted suicide. 
And uh, one of the other lasting, infraction, uh, uh, lasting effect is that the, uh, the students' self-esteem starts getting affected. They don't. They start isolating themselves. Or what happens is the students start having uh, self-blame. You know, they, they feel that they they are at fault. They are the ones who are not meeting up the standards, and they start uh, doing uh, self-harm, cutting themselves. These are the long, long, sorry, long-lasting impacts that might happen. Okay. And uh, friendship-wise, I think they also have difficulty establishing a, a, a trusting relationship with anyone because you lose that trust when you get bullied. All right. And, and again, I say this applies to all students, to all children, not just children with learning disabilities. But if you're bullied in school, it, it does cut deep. And it, it really has a huge impact for a long time as you're growing up because where is your safe place? Yes, definitely, yes. Certainly, you know, the mental health aspects of being bullied in school has entered the national conversation, particularly recently. So let's talk about what parents can do with a child with special education needs or even not. What can our parents do to protect their child from being bullied? I think it's very important um, for the parents to hear their child and no matter what happens, right, listen to them without judgment, to their problems, to their issues, you know, and then ensure that the child's well-being is taken care of. So if there's any anxiety or stress related to school or their peers or any other issues or even to bullying in, in this instance, just uh, address it and manage the situation, uh, manage the anxiety and stress instead of just saying, it's okay, it'll be fine, you know, you'll work out on his own. You know, don't, do not slight the issue. I think it's important for parents to spend time and really listen to their child. Ask them what they want to do. Develop an action plan. How can they uh, work on the issues they're having in school? Or if they're being bullied, how can they, uh, what, what do they want to do? Do they want to report to the school? What do they want to be done to the, um, bu- the bully and all this? And it's important to educate every child on victimization, on bullying, and who they can approach for help, or what should they do if they are bullied. And it's also very important for parents to work with school, even um, um, make sure that they contact the school, make sure they are aware that uh, such an incident is happening or there's a possibility of such an incident being happening because their child is targeted or their child is being looked at differently. So I think parents' advocacy is very, very important. And we also need to uh, promote peer advocacy, like uh, make sure that our, the students themselves are also protecting their peers and not just being a bystander and watching what's happening. So important to talk to the classroom teachers and also make sure all the peers know what's happening. And most importantly, uh, they need to be aware of MOE zero tolerance policy. That MOE actually takes a serious view of bullying, and they are trying to send a clear message to all students that bullying, all forms of bullying, is not acceptable, and the appropriate actions will be taken against bullying. Okay, I'd like to add a nuance to that for our parents who might be listening. Um, the hardest thing for a child who is being bullied in school or being picked on for a learning disability is to not have somewhere to go and have a safe space. Now, my, I was very blessed. My parents were, were very, very understanding. They might have teased me a little bit about my strange spelling, but they were very supportive. And it is very, very important to the parents to be supportive. Sometimes that's all I actually needed for my parents to say, it's okay if you got zero, I still love you. That's all I needed to hear. And it I, is, it definitely is. I feel too, as Medina mentioned, 
parent advocacy here is very important and definitely I do agree that there should be a safe space for the child to go home, to be able to feel safe there and to be open with the parents. There should be a really a, a situation where the parents make it always comfortable for the for a child to come home and speak to them. All right. Now let's talk about some of the warning signs and risk factors of a child that is a bullying victim. Okay. Uh, some of the risks, uh, I shall categorize it as behavioral, physical, and emotional symptoms. These are symptoms that you should uh, watch out for. Uh, in, in terms of behavioral, you should see how the child is. If a child is suddenly being uh, socially isolating himself or herself, uh, or finding excuses not to go to school or not to participate in school activities, this is uh, one of some of the warning signs that you start because start asking the child, why are you not doing this? What, how can I help? And, you know, and let his school performance suddenly, uh, the, the uh, school results may suddenly start dropping, or the physical symptoms. You might the child might find excuses not to go to school. And suddenly there'll be the, the stomach aches or the headaches or the sudden sudden illness coming on board. Or your child might not be even sleeping well. Maybe the whole trauma of the bullying incident might be keeping him or her awake. The emotional symptoms wise, uh, when you're bullied, some, you know when you start blaming yourself, you feel uh, intense feeling of you've been uh, feel very ashamed of yourself. Why am I like this? Why am I you know why am I being bullied? You don't feel you're worthy of things. These are emotional symptoms that you should look out for if the child is feeling suddenly embarrassed or not trying anything new or not being involved in any activities at all. These are some of the symptoms that parents can look out for. Okay. And if they do see some of these symptoms and they do address it with their child, and, um, and I, can, I can relate to this as well, when my, when my parents first asked me about it, I would just say, oh, no, it's nothing. Uh, and and let's face it, that is the Asian way. Oh, oh no, it's nothing. I'm fine, mom. You know, that kind of thing. What do the parents do? Do they keep asking? I think they need to first, uh, like I mentioned earlier, they need to first tell them, okay, even if the child says nothing, they can actually give examples. Okay, so um, uh, maybe just continue talking to them. I think that's very important. Like what you say, create a safe space. Let them know it's okay to come and talk to me, talk to us. Any issues, just talk to us. And let's, uh, educate, uh, you know, educate them on uh, what is bullying, uh, what are signs of uh, your friends teasing you for fun or really teasing you, you know, or the teasing is going out of hand. Um, let them know what are the signs they need to look out for, who they need to approach and what they need to do. So it's okay even if the child is not opening up, at least educate them first. So even if the child does not feel uh, ready to share at the moment, they might eventually open up or they might at least seek support elsewhere first. So you can, be, uh, you can uh, the parents can at least be satisfied that at least the child knows what to do if such a incident happens. All right. Now, before I let you go, let's let's answer a question that is actually very important. And we, we touched on it at the start of the interview. How is raising awareness about dyslexia or other special education needs help prevent bullying in schools? Well, by raising the awareness of dyslexia, what it can do is that what we are Hoping it can foster understanding and respect, and of course help everyone embrace diversity and differences in others. You see, so not isolate, embrace them. They are we all made differently. You see, so that's the intention. By doing that, we are hoping to by raising awareness. They can go and start embracing all diversity. Okay, uh, and we also to provide all students with an appropriate uh, learning environment to allow each uh, student, each child, to reach their 
full of potential. That is very important. So on our part, the DS has taken some action. We have a key event, uh, DS30 in the World Dyslexia Awareness Month, which is taking place in October. Uh, this is actually usually a one-week-long campaign, but it, uh, it also coincides with DS birthday month. So we're going to have it, it's going to be extended to a month. What's going to happen during this month is that there will be a roadshow, free public screening sessions, seminar on special learning, uh, sorry, specific learning differences, but there will be a webinar and a walk for dyslexia. These events, everyone can come and participate, including the friends of our students, or friends and family of all our students. It's open to public. So what we also done is recently in June, we have uh, we had a conference. It's uh, Uniting Ideas in Teaching Excellence in Specific Learning Differences. During the conference, educators, researchers, and everyone came together uh, to share what's been happening in the field of dyslexia and uh, provided insights on topics related to embracing dyslexia, which fosters more understanding about dyslexia and special educational needs. In March this year, we also had our preschool seminar this is our annual seminar where we, uh, the preschool educators and members of the public also came in to uh, share ideas about the research and strategies to interact with other educators or parents who have children with special educational needs. These are all the things that we are doing to raise, uh, raise awareness about dyslexia and other special educational needs. All right, ladies, it's been a pleasure talking to both of you. I wish you all the best of luck. Uh, I didn't realize there was a dyslexia month, but... That, that is actually a, mildly amusing to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah, we also have actually a great dyslexia movement. So mm-hmm. it's actually launched in 2014. So basically, uh, what we, the aim is to debunk common misconception about dyslexia, encourage dyslexic people to embrace their learning differences, and to call other organizations to take greater action in helping dyslexia by working with us, with DAS. So this year, we're actually celebrating 30 years since it was founded. So as part of the Year 30 celebrations, we are actually launching the second edition of a book we published called Embrace a Different Kind of Mind. So it actually has many different stories about dyslexia, dyslexic students and dyslexic adults. Yeah, so it's something that we want to raise even more awareness about dyslexia and what are the difficulties they face. All right. Okay, we've been speaking with Sujata Naya, Assistant Director, Educational Advisory, English Language and Literacy Division and Medina Megume, Educational Advisor and Senior Educational Therapist, Dyslexia Association of Singapore, to shed some light on the issue of bullying amongst our young. Ladies, thank you very much for the time. Thank you very much for the insight. And I wish you all the very best in your attempts to get this into the broader conversation. Thank you. I'm Clarissa Montero for the Workday Afternoon. This is Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.